0: Hey, welcome in to the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Jordan here with my brother Josh. What's going on, y'all? Hey, what's up, everybody? Episode 34 for y'all. Yeah, Brandon can't join us tonight, unfortunately, but uh, he will be back next time. And you can find him, as always, on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. So uh, let's hop into some daily roundabout. We had an exciting week of football. We are officially halfway through the 2022 NFL season, and the Colts fired Frank Reich. Oof. I didn't think he would get fired this quick, but it happened. It did. They've switched quarterbacks. They've fired their coach. They have uh, Jeff Saturday stepping in as interim head coach. So an interesting situation there. Ellinger, as far as we know, will continue to be the quarterback there. Yeah, as far
1: as we know, but also uh, as far as I knew, that was a coaching decision to move on from Matt Ryan, and that's no longer the coach.
0: We will, we will see. I would expect Ellinger's out there next week, though.
1: I would as well. I think you want to know what you've got um, there. I, and I don't. Do you think they have anything here? It's tough to say after a game against New England, who was. You know, they've been rolling through people on defense. Aside from, I guess, the Bears.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't have a lot of confidence in him, but they had to get him out there. So we'll see. We'll see if Matt Ryan gets back on the field at any point. Uh, I I would expect not, but we'll 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 have to wait and see. Uh, we had some other kind of big injury news. Uh, Aaron Jones had an ankle injury that he left the game with. The X-rays were negative, and he says he'll play next week. Yeah. So that's that's looking hopeful. Keep an eye on the reports throughout the week. Uh, we also had Romeo Dobbs for the Packers, the wide receiver with an ankle injury. It could sideline him for four to six weeks per Ian Rappaport. So that's a rough one. The Packers also lost Christian Watson in this game. He does not have a concussion, but he was kept out due to the protocols for precautionary reasons.
1: Yeah, he had just had a concussion the week before, so they didn't want to risk anything there. Uh, but I guess he got the the wind knocked out of him on a tough tackle.
0: So All right, and the Packers also lost outside linebacker Rashawn Gary for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, the worst happened here.
1: We were hoping that wasn't going to be the news. Um, Packers could, you know, they're not having a terrible year on defense. This is going to hurt,
0: though. Yeah, this could be rough. Uh, they, they had a lot of injuries this week. We'll have to see they can recover i mean they've struggled on the offensive end anyways but aaron mm-hmm. jones has been kind of the one bright spot for them there so we hopefully could...
1: he's as healthy as he says he is
0: hopefully he's okay if not we could see a lot of aj dylan but the packers have really not been getting it going on the offensive yeah. side of the ball so yeah and aaron Rodgers just doesn't look as bought in no not at all and at this point how could you be <laughs> Uh, all right. Elijah Mitchell was designated to return from IR, so that's interesting to watch for the Niners. Yep, and for Christian McCaffrey, um, I wouldn't expect him to eat into McCaffrey's workload, but I I would I would expect to see him on the field. It's probably just the reason why Jeff
1: Wilson was dealt to
0: Dolphins. I I agree. That's they felt like when he comes back, they have the depth at running back behind McCaffrey to where they're okay, and uh. Yeah, hopefully he just comes right back into being, you know,
1: a useful change of pace back.
0: He should be owned because he's probably the number one guy behind McCaffrey that in that back. So he should be owned in pretty season. much all leagues. Yeah, we're late enough in the season now. You should probably own a handcuff to the CMC. Uh, despite putting Baker in Carolina plans to roll with PJ Walker for Thursday night football against the Falcons. How do you feel about these uh rotating quarterbacks here for Carolina? Do you think we'll see Sam Darnold at some point? He just got designated to return to, I believe. Um, or he re- joined them at
1: practice. I can't remember exactly what the news was surrounding that, but he should be back. Yeah. Um I do I expect to see Darnold sprinkled in. If they have another game like last week, then yeah, they they're gonna have they're gonna do whatever they can to you know, try to put points on the board probably.
0: In most formats, P.J. Walker scored negative points in this yep. week in fantasy.
1: And they want to go back to him. But yeah. he was benched for Baker Mayfield. So,
0: And Baker threw a touchdown to my boy Tommy Tremble. Making it tremble, maybe. Three to two, <laughs> D.J. Moore hanging on to a tenuous lead against my boy. It's so close. It's so close. And we know D.J. Moore only scores four. That's right. So, so Tremble just needs three more. Two more. Oh, sorry. Two more. No, three more. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. We're we're in there somewhere. <laughs> two to tie, three to win. You got this, Tommy Trimble. I believe in you. We're him. rooting for you, Trimble. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. We need to find a drop for this. We're going to move on to the best coast big and bad week nine. They're big, and then they're bad. The big QBs this week, Justin Fields, my goodness, one twenty three, three touchdowns and a two point conversion. And then he also had 15 carries for one hundred and seventy eight yards on the ground and a touchdown. Most rushing yards in a regular season game by a quarterback of all time. Passing Michael Vick. Huge round of applause for
1: Justin Fields in that game. They did lose.
0: Yes. <laughs> not <laughs> yes, they because did. of
1: Justin Fields.
0: Not believe that. Not because of his running, that's for sure. But man, he did not do very well through the air. He did he threw he some threw, touchdowns. He threw three touching three passing touchdowns.
1: They scored thirty two points. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to blame a, a quarterback when they score over
0: thirty points against a tough defense. That's true. That's very true. Uh, yeah, he definitely wasn't the the reason they lost that game. He really has no weapons around him, so nope. it's pretty impressive that he he got it done. Cole Komet had some had some touchdowns, so we'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, Pat Mahomes, sixty eight attempts in this game. It did go to overtime. Uh, but only three away from the all-time record on that 68. Yeah, lots of games have gone to overtime. Uh, Not a lot of QBs have thrown 68 attempts. Very true. Uh, 446 yards, had a touchdown through the air, led the team in carries with six for 63 and a touchdown, and he also had a two-point conversion. So that was interesting, man. There. We're going to talk about their running backs a little bit later, but they do not get anything done. Uh, Josh Allen, 205 yards through two picks, but he had nine carries for 86 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. He also had two fumbles, but he, he ended up okay in this game despite the loss.
1: Yeah. Uh, and despite, you know, not having a great game through the air, that's he the didn't. beauty
0: of having a rushing
1: floor. It's really nice to have Josh Allen you know, even when he doesn't put up 250 yards or whatever, or or more then he can still have over 75 yards rushing. So it just makes up
0: for it. Absolutely. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, 302 yards, three touchdowns, one fumble. It was a, a pretty good game for Tua. Hertz had 243 yards, two touchdowns and ran for 23. Uh, not, not too bad. Burrow, Murray, Carr, Smith, and Lawrence round out your top ten there at the quarterback position. Any major takeaways from from what we saw at the quarterbacks? Uh, no, I mean
1: it's kind of interesting for me to see Carr and Lawrence on here because I felt like neither of them had an impressive game at all, and they squeaked into the top ten. It's just such a bad year for QBs.
0: Yeah, they they weren't very impressive after the top five or six. So I mean, Burrow had a pretty good week. Yeah. Murray wasn't really that impressive. Carr wasn't. Uh, Geno Smith. Like, he played well. He just, like, fantasy-wise, it wasn't impressive.
1: Yeah, Geno Smith threw a pick this week, which hasn't been happening lately, so...
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, all right. Let's move on to the big running backs. Uh, This is the story of the week right here. Jill Mixon, 22 carries, 153 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, caught four passes for 58 yards and another touchdown. So he is the first Bengal to have five touchdowns in one game, this is the second greatest fantasy game of all time. I think it's the greatest one I've ever seen. Um, Easily.
1: Uh, what a just monster game. What an incredible athlete. Joe Mixon heard what people were saying online and said, no, no, no. I am much better than you think you uh, that I am. <laughs> he is a man among boys. When Jamar Chase is out, they could put the game on Joe Mixon's shoulders, and he was able to easily win it for them.
0: It, it was just nonstop Joe Mixon in the first half of that game, I think, were his first I think he had his first four in the first yeah, half of the did. game, and they could
1: have pulled him at one point, they pulled Joe Burrow, and they left Joe Mixon in the game.
0: Just in case he might score more touchdowns. Uh <laughs> man. And I, I think his backup had a touchdown
1: Yeah, I me. Mean, yeah, so Majay Piran so well. scored
0: a touchdown this game as well. So. Which is
1: really funny. We wanted to kind of mention that in the, the DFS. I, oh, yeah. I joked about switching out Piran, and he still scored a touchdown. So this is a dangerous game that we've got going
0: on. Didn't do as well as James Robinson, who you did end up switching in for Brandon, and who did score a touchdown and have a nice game. Yes. But um we've got the magic touch we really really do while we're on the subject of running backs but uh all right rb2 on the week ken walker 26 for 109 two touchdowns three for 20 through the air he has just been on an absolute tear just just destroying opposing defenses every single week he's breaking long ones that's that's the big thing too is even when he hasn't been super efficient and run for a ton of yardage he gets to the end of the game and breaks a long one because he's worn these defenses down getting yep. the 26 carries that's massive volume it's exactly what you want to see from your running back
1: right and he's able to do that and then you know twist and fight and turn his way into the end zone too he he's really incredible breaking tackles in the second level. It's, it's awesome to see. He, there's a reason why he's breaking big runs and it's not because he's just running through an open field. He's running over dudes.
0: He's the current favorite for rookie of the year offensively. And uh, we are, uh, I think in the next episode, going to give you guys our halfway mark predictions for all of the, uh, all of the awards that are going to go out. So um, let's see. All right. Moving on uh, Eckler. 14 for 47 and a touchdown on the ground. 7 for 24 and a touchdown through the air. He did lose a fumble, but uh, another nice game for Eckler. Kenyon Drake was RB4 tonight in the Monday night game. 24 for 93 and two touchdowns. Two for 16 receiving. Derrick Henry, 17 for 115 and two touchdowns. Uh, And then we had you nice...
1: ETN. Did I? Yeah. ETN oh, was 28 I, I missed for 109 ETN. He was RB3. Touchdowns.
0: I'm sorry, just above Eckler. Yeah, Yeah. sorry about that. Uh, And then uh, Patterson, Jeff Wilson, Ramondre Stevenson, Michael Carter, and, and Sanders round out the top 10. So uh, we had some pretty big weeks from running backs overall. Yeah, man. I mean, mean, these guys had really respectable weeks. If you ended up starting two of these guys, you were really happy. And that was, you know, re- really possible with a lot of these names here. Kenyon Drake's a waiver wire guy. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders was late. Michael Carter was even later. Ramondre Stevenson as well. So um, I, I got a couple of big takeaways from this. I think, uh,
1: you know. ETN is going to be somebody that you can rely on as, as an RB1 for the rest of the season. Um, he looks awesome, and they don't have anybody else that they want to hand the ball to. So that's how their offense is going to run, and it looks like it's going to be successful in that way. They're probably going to be in games where they don't score a ton of points, but when they do score, there's a good chance it's going to be him. And then Patterson is right back into a successful role, and he looks awesome and healthy, so he's back in your lineup too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I am amazed how much volume Cordero Patterson yeah. was given. He was given everything at the goal line. They really trust him more than they trust Algier or Huntley there. So Yeah, and Algier
1: didn't hasn't looked bad or lost a job or anything like that. It's just truly they believe in Patterson and they look good when he runs the
0: ball. So. Yeah, Algier almost ran for a hundred yards, I believe. So yeah. he had a nice or respectable game himself, but Cordero Patterson's the guy when they get in down close to the end zone and he's going you know, to continue to score touchdowns. They love, love scheming for him. So
1: that offensive line is so interesting to me. They can create such a good push for the run game, but they cannot protect Mario at <laughs> all.
0: It's very, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't. Their run game's great. great. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe part of it's it. it on Mariota more than it is on the offensive line, but still it, it, it you know, I got to look at the PFF grades, but I think that's how it would bear out there as well because it does seem like Mariota's is constantly under pressure, constantly yeah. needing to get out of the pocket but when they run the ball, they're just fine. It's weird. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some big wide receivers. Devontae Adams Let's after, go, baby. After a terrible, terrible game where he had one reception, he goes, 10 of 17 targets for 146 yards and two touchdowns. He and Jacobs, though, are the only bright spots for the Raiders who lost another game. They're absolutely terrible. We'll talk <laughs> about them in a little while and how bad they are. Wide receiver, wide receiver two, Tyreek Hill. He just keeps going. Seven of eight for 143 and a touchdown. He's supersonic. He's supernova.
1: He's whatever else I could jam in there that says he's awesome because, oh my god, he's on pace for an insane season. He has
0: 1,100 yards on the season. That's what...
1: He like, played three good games without Tua.
0: Play. He played three games without Tua, yes. Yeah, exactly. Mo- most guys who have an 1,100-yard season will say they had a great season. Tyreek Hill's there in half the season. 122.6 yards per game. He's on pace for 2,085 yards on 143.4 receptions this season that's
1: that's more than 100 yards over calvin johnson's record and just six receptions shy of michael thomas michael thomas's record so he's on on pace for the greatest wide receiver season ever if it keeps up like this the, i just ho- i just hope it does i just want to see it
0: me too i it's, really it's insane do. All right. Uh, wide receiver three, Cooper Cup, eight of nine, one twenty-seven, and a touchdown. He was credited with the fumble at the end of the game on the lateral desperation trying to win play. So that fumble counts against him for I fantasy. Hope it didn't lose but your week. <laughs> it's it's a bummer because it shouldn't count against him in real life. So that's just the way it goes. But he still had a really nice game. Justin Jefferson, seven of one thirteen, or seven of thirteen. <laughs> he had 113 (laughs) targets this game it felt like it (laughs) it did (laughs) seven of 13 for 115 and a touchdown also had 10 rushing yards so that's nice uh (laughs)
1: yeah why not
0: yeah why not just tack a point on there uh and then christian kirk eight of nine 76 and a touchdown against the raiders they give it up all over the place. So, you know, and a
1: touchdown for you and a touchdown for you yes. and 100 yards for you.
0: Yes, easily. Miko Hardman, Jalen Waddle, Juju Smith Schuster, Alan Lazard, and Josh Palmer all had really nice weeks as well. Uh, at the tight end position, Dallas Goddard on Thursday night, eight of nine for 100 yards and a touchdown. It's his third time having 20 plus half PPR fantasy points in his career so you know keep that in mind this doesn't happen to him all the time but he he is capable of doing this he gives you a lot more upside than a lot of these he's young
1: too man he's younger than a lot of people probably would think and he's you know he had some of those games while he was splitting time with zacherts um
0: yeah and this is not the offense that he's had the whole time this this offense is much improved from what he's had in previous seasons
1: yeah I like Dallas Goddard going forward as as a dynasty tight end. Like I, he's somebody I would go ahead and make moves for, and maybe not right after this game, but after maybe a couple a couple of down games for him, because I think that this ceiling for him, you know, it, it's there every season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's he's pretty nice to have if you missed out on the top tier, because you mm-hmm. you're pretty confident starting him every week, and especially as Hertz has improved. Yeah, that confidence just goes up uh, tight end too, Cole Komet. This is what people foresaw, yeah. you know, in draft yeah. season, Absolutely. when we were talking about Cole Komet, he goes five of six for 41, two touchdowns ran for eight yard or ran for nine yards. I'm sorry. Uh, so you he looked know, like the heart
1: and soul of this offense. Um, he was from, involved. I mean, he got goal line
0: half targets. Like, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's what people wanted to see. So maybe we'll see more of that. And maybe he's, he'll turn into somebody you can maybe pick up off the waiver wire and start week in week out. But right now I would be reserved. That's still a very low volume passing offense. That's
1: exactly my complaint to you And you know, we're Justin Fields likes to run the ball to a a record amount.
0: So it's not going to be a large volume for the rest of the season. no, Travis Kelsey, 10 of 17, 106 yards. He's going to continue to What's be new? Travis Kelsey. Cade Otten had a really nice game, 5 of 6 for 68, and a touchdown. He was about the only Buccaneer that did so. Uh, Zach Ertz, 5 of 8, 40 yards and a touchdown. Keeps getting it done with Kyler. He yeah. He's right up there, probably just above Goddard as far as dependable tight ends right now, That outside of that top elite tier. Yep, I'm so. with you. Uh, He's great. Noah Fant had a really nice game. Kind of seems to have taken over, unfortunately. You know, I love Will Disley, but I'm going to acknowledge the reality that Noah Fant is getting targets in an offense that is way better than we thought it'd be. And it's even coming off of an injury. Yeah, he's a pretty good option. I think Uh, so, too. Hawkinson had a nice game. We'll talk about him in a bit. Mitchell, Henry, and Quatoriano round out your top 10 at tight end. So. Uh, those guys <laughs> scored obviously. Yep, and that's about, about all they did too. So, uh, big defense is the Pats D. Oh, the Pats D. Yeah, they were huge. Three points allowed, nine sacks, had a blocked punt an interception, scored a touchdown, nine sacks ties the most in the Bill Belichick era absolutely massive smashed dude (laughs) nice games from the lions the jets the dolphins d the cardinals d uh was okay it depends on your format they did score a touchdown but they allowed 31 points uh shout
1: out to cardinals d for having my favorite touchdown celebration of the of the week
0: (laughs) which one was that uh
1: it was like the the was it a linebacker had had the pick six? He like cradled it and did a little dance with it, but then like two other defenders joined right behind him, so it looked like they were like shadowing him doing it too. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of
0: fun. That's awesome. I saw one this week where the team got bowled over, oh, but then one of the pins stay wobbled for a little bit. I love that one. That was a good one. Uh, all right, and then defensive
1: uh, celebrations, man. <laughs>
0: they they're fun. They're a lot of fun let's talk about the bad for the week. Uh, QB, Mariota was awful. Stafford continued to be terrible. Goff had a pretty bad game. And Justin Herbert, this is who I wanted to talk about. Uh, half of his games so far this year have been QB 18 or worse. Uh, hasn't had a game better than I think he had. a He had one QB 5 and then a QB 8. So... You know, obviously not playing the way you drafted him to play. Part of that's been, you know, missing Keenan Allen for a lot of the season so far with injury. Now he's missing Mike Williams. But Austin Eckler has been getting it done. And so, you know, you expect this team to be pretty good. He's got Josh Palmer. There's other guys there. Uh, So are you like, are you hands off with Justin Herbert? Do you feel like he's a guy you can start? Luckily, I don't own Justin Herbert
1: in any leagues, which is a weird thing to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an elite young quarterback as far as talent and, like, you know, what quarterback would you want for your franchise and things like right. that. But we're talking about fantasy football. And right now, he, like, he's a bench.
1: Yeah. Uh, half half of his games is below QB 18, like you said, and only two that reach the top 10. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like a good situation right now for this team. They're just not healthy. They don't have their best receiving options unless you include Austin Eckler, who just might be,
0: I mean, you should include Eckler, i mean, but He's having only one receiving option, even if that receiving, he's option not a is downfield well. threat either, you no. know?
1: No. And that's a one thing that Justin Herbert has relied on is being able to take the top off of a defense. And it, it, it's not just him. That's, you know, all great QBs thrive on, being able to threaten you and they don't have that threat right now they it's kind of surprising me because I thought Jalen Guyton and DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer would would be really good pieces to step in because they've had nice roles alongside these other receivers before just never in a consistent way where you knew you could start them but you know they're big play guys yeah and they're not making big
0: plays right now (laughs) No, I think Guyton's banged up too. So they're just all over in the injury department. Parham's out, so they, mm. you know, it's only Gerald Everett at a tight end. It's like they, they're just, they're in a bad way. They've got injuries on defense too. So you're you're benching Herbert for for the time being. Yeah, I think you can maybe stream like depending on matchup, you can probably stream somebody who's got a better uh, better ceiling
1: week yeah. to
0: week. Oh man. It's crazy that we're starting Justin Fields over over Justin Herbert. Everybody... Yeah, there you go. I mean, for the rushing upside, like that's that's a guy I'd look at right there. Uh bad running backs this week. CEH, De- uh Deonta Foreman, Deion Jackson, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones. Uh yeah, he got hurt, but um he hadn't done anything for a long time before he got hurt, so that's why I included him. Um, Daryl Henderson, Gibson, Swift, Singletary, Mostert, Fournette, Connor, Camara, all these guys, you know, pretty rough games, not what you're expecting from these guys, some of them being your army one. So, uh, any big takeaways from this list? Dude, I'm worried about the, the CEH. Yeah. Same. One. This is, scary. I had hopped on board pretty early on in the season. I thought the chiefs had Same. <laughs> and then they come out saying Pacheco's the starter Well, he's he hasn't done anything at all. He he scored like 1.3 I think in in half PPR this week.
1: We brought it up earlier, but I mean, Mahomes r- led the team in rushing and also almost broke a record for most attempts passing. So this is a the the only guy that they want to touch the ball every single play is going to be Pat Mahomes and they I you know, a little sneak peek, I think Pat Mahomes is going to win MVP, and I think that because the way that this team is built is that it goes wherever he wants it to go, and that just keeps
0: working. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of CEH. Like, it seemed like Yes, he wasn't looking phenomenal or anything early on, but he was getting the job done. He was scoring touchdowns. Yeah. He was, you know, doing pretty much everything they asked of him so he was I don't know what the deal too. is. Yeah, he was catching passes, which is supposed to be his forte, you know. But then they'll make it
1: they want anybody on their team to catch passes. They want 11 different receivers to catch a pass except for Sky Moore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he he was missed on a long ball. The one target it's crazy. They, guys, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I the wish they would dead? use him. <laughs> and, oh, in season long, it's been dead for oh, weeks Oh, no. I know. But, but in Dynasty, no, I'm it, holding on. No, I understand
1: that. But at the same time, it feels like somebody that you're holding on to who eventually you're just going to let go to the waiver wire.
0: <laughs> Probably. If you can't get the work with Pat Mahomes, man, catch that ball. He's a rookie give it time we used to it used to be three years before rookies broke out we've been spoiled the last few years with justin jefferson jamar chase jalen waddle these guys breaking out in their rookie year and doing absolutely phenomenal things like that's not how it used to be and that's you know it used to like so we're we and we've seen so many of these guys flash this year in the rookie year oh yeah man where it's like we we want everybody to be awesome and it's it takes time with some of these guys and they they can significantly improve going into year two a lot of times so well I'm, i hope that's the case for sky Moore. i hope so too but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> usually you'd want to see at least something on the field. He's, he's really done nothing except for like muff some punts. So, uh, uh, let's speaking of bad wide receivers, Drake London, Kadarius, Tony, uh, two guys that I, you know, everybody knows I love these guys. They didn't show up this week. We'll see if Tony can get more involved in Kansas city next week. He did get a couple targets, but nothing special. Drake London is just completely gone from this offense because they don't throw the ball at all. So yeah. that's rough. There's some other guys
1: we love on this list too, man.
0: Uh, DJ Moore had a bad week, a guy I do not love. Uh, I mean, I, I love the talent, but the situation's terrible and I'm, I'm I've been out on him. Michael Pittman had a down week uh, and may continue to with Ellinger at quarterback. Yeah. That's a tough situation. And with the, you know, I don't know
1: what Jeff Saturday is going to get done there as the interim head coach, if they're going to squeak out some more wins, but I, I kind of doubt it at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not looking good. Their O-line situation's rough, so... They've got more issues than just the quarterback, which is why Matt Ryan's benched right now. Because otherwise, you know, he he may at least be able to help patch some of that. So uh, Jacoby Myers, who we like, had a down week. Uh, I think that's one that you kind of just chalk up to the way things went because he's looked really good on the season. People are going to have down weeks. Um, Gabe Davis. He's boom bust. You know, he he got missed on a deep play that uh, could have made his play. Sauce Gardner
1: intercepted a pass that was aimed for him. You know, there was a couple. Oh, these guys
0: were covered in sauce. We're going to talk about it.
1: That's the thing. You know, you say Gabe Davis is boom bust, but then I I think we've seen that this Jets defense is going to make guys not good. The sauce (laughs) is
0: sticky, man. It is.
1: Even good receivers are not having good weeks against the sauce. And, dude, give up for DJ Reed, too. He looks
0: awesome. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, Chris Godwin. Amon Ross, St. Brown, a disappointing week. I'm bummed. McLaurin, Thielen. This was honestly like... One of the worst weeks I've ever had, as far as like my opinion on what would happen for fantasy and how it played out in reality. yeah, I was wrong about pretty much everything that was reflected in my personal teams this week, all losing uh oh, oh I squeaked it out in Dynasty. I beat Ritter by two. I beat the worst team in our dynasty league who's totally in rebuild mode by two and scored less than a hundred. So, I wanna let it, it be was, known that I beat It was a rough week for me.
1: I beat our co-host Brandon in our Best Coast Dynasty League this week. Bastle up. You wanna know how many donuts I had in my lineup, Jordan? Oh
0: no way.
1: Three. Oh. Three zeros, and I beat Brandon. Well
0: his players on bye. Oh, you had Devontae Adams. He had Cooper Cup.
1: Oh. So I how mean How'd you manage that? Dude, he he played DeAndre Swift. He played Michael Pittman. He played Evan Ingram. He played a lot of guys that did nothing. They just I played a lot of guys up. that were just like, okay. But yeah, I beat him by, by just 13 points. That's crazy. Oh, feeling good about it. Thank you, James Robinson. I beat him by a James Robinson this week.
0: <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, bad tight ends. All of them. Everybody who we didn't list earlier except for mark andrews because he's injured he's actually a good tight end but he was not good this week he was out so that's that's the list all of the tight ends all of them <laughs> let's get into some week nine review all right uh we had some bye weeks this week more than some we had a lot we had too many browns. Some would say yes yeah, some might say too many it affected the scheduling of the games. You, uh, you all heard me complain about how there were two afternoon games, and I threw a fit about it again on Sunday, and it was really dumb. Uh, listen, I love listening to Scott Hansen talk as much as the next guy, but too much. He shouldn't <laughs> have to do that much work, dude. It's supposed to be a pretty cake job. I mean, like he puts in the work, I'm sure, but like when you're there in the moment, it's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, hey, flip to that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's that's the job right Is like you know do, make be, sure the football's on make sure but the football's no on football. should, yeah but there were two there was so much time where there wasn't football where it was like can we get an interview of somebody entertaining can we get a good replay because nothing's happening yep it was uh, a little frustrating really with frustrating. the afternoon. Uh, lineup there. All right. But Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers all on bye this week. That really affected some of my teams. Yeah. But let's look at it this way. Now they're all passed their bye. All right. That's a positive. <laughs> if I can make the playoffs, we'll see. Uh, Eagles, Texans. We talked about it a little bit already and uh, the Thursday night football game. Um, the Texans kept that interesting in the first half, but. The Eagles just look great. Eight zero. Oh, so um, the Sunday first game was Chargers Falcons and the Chargers won 20 to 17. They advanced to five and three. Falcons fall to four and five. When we talked about Herbert. Uh, you know, he completed 30 passes and finished QB 18. I don't I don't even understand how it's possible. Uh, <sighs> There's a part of it is that there's no efficiency there because a lot of the, a good portion of those passes are to running backs out of the backfield and then to, you know, short just passes elaborate. to tight ends and things like that. So that's, that's a big part of it. There's not the yardage. There's not the touchdowns there. uh yeah. That's
1: just a frustrating one, man. Um, Mariota was frustrating in this game too. So, I think you chalk this up to both these teams are are trying to make a push to make the playoffs, and played each other really tough. And the defenses were were really good this game, actually. So
0: they did. I thought the Falcons would win this game. They came out strong early, and the uh, Chargers were able to pull out a close one, which is not what they're known for. So good on them. You know, yeah. congrats, Chargers fan out there. I'm sure there's one of you at least.
1: I'm sure you're laughing at us too. Cause we're Raiders fans. So congrats on your win this week yeah. Yeah. to the one fan.
0: <laughs> All right. Next game was the <laughs> dolphins at the bears dolphins. I'm sorry. It's just like, you know, like no matter how bad the Raiders are when they play against the chargers and it's a home game for the chargers, the stadium's filled with black and silver. Well, I mean, that's, because it's in LA,
1: which is a Raiders town, so it even
0: kind of fills with that hideous blue and orange when the when the Broncos come to town. It's just like dude, yeah. they just there's there's nobody there. I'm sorry, Charger. I fan. know. And sometimes Rams Chargers fans fan. show up because they think it's a different Sunday. We know that Charger <laughs> fan. Shout out, Bubba. All right. Okay, Dolphins thirty-five at Bears thirty-two. They squeaked this one out. They've advanced to six and three and the bears fall to three and six. This was crazy. There were fumbles. There was like, you know, the defense touched it out of bounds, but we got to review it. We don't know if it's, we don't know whose ball it is. We don't know if it's inbounds. We don't know. It was all over the place. Just crazy stuff. Justin Fields running all over the place. Dolphins receivers running all over the place. Bears fans are big mad about, a missed pi that i kind of agree with yeah yeah it was crazy mostert scored a touchdown and then did nothing after that that was pretty early on and then they went all to jeff wilson i haven't heard anything about mostert being injured or anything so do you think that was like kind of the hot hand approach i know mostert dropped a pass and then it seemed like he was exiled from the game dude i don't know i don't know what to think of this backfield at all but
1: Maybe you can start both
0: of them. Uh, it you couldn't start Chase Edmonds when it was Mostert and Edmonds. Sure. But did Mostert lose his job to Jeff Wilson,
1: or is this just... Probably not. Yeah. I don't think so either. And this offense is pretty high-powered, man.
0: Yeah. But I think that was a high offense, hand approach.
1: But know, I'd still want to own Jeff Wilson. It just It does seem like maybe it's just fool's gold with the running back situation at all, because why why do much on the ground when you're getting 140 yards out of Tyree kill and another hundred yards out of Jalen Waddle every
0: week? That's true. That's true. Those, those guys are incredible and they're getting good contribution elsewhere. So uh, yeah, good, good team overall. I expect the dolphins are going to be a playoff team and they're going to be interesting to watch what they can do when they, when they get in there. So they, they've got a shot at winning this division.
1: Yeah, they do have a shot. Um I think if I think like like you said, they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think they do win the division, but I like the their outlook going forward too. I mean, they've got
0: a good squad here. All right. Uh let's move on. Panthers at Bengals. The Bengals. We talked about this a little bit. They win 42 to 21. Most of the Panthers' points came late in the game after Joe Mixon had already scored his five touchdowns. So, um that's uh that there's not a whole lot to talk about here. We talked about the Tommy Tremble touchdown, getting closer to DJ Moore, <laughs> 3 to 2, and Joe Mixon, if you had him, you won. If you faced him, you lost. That's yeah, almost certainly what happened. Uh very few situations would be an exception to that if you even have like a decent team otherwise. So, yeah. um any any other big takeaways here? No, like I said earlier, though, you know,
1: it just goes to show this team has, they can kill you in any way they want to, dude. If Jamar chases out, they can just put the whole thing on Joe Mixon's back. It doesn't even matter.
0: True. Very true. Packers-Lions. This was an interesting game. Uh, it had a high over-under. Vegas thought that there was going to be a lot of scoring. Nope. Lions win 15-9 to over the Packers, who fall to 3-6. and six. Lions are 2-6. and six. So Packers haven't had the bye yet. Lions already had theirs. Um, They look equally bad. They both look terrible. amon Ra didn't show up for this game. Uh, Swift had a couple nice catches, but, uh, you know, he went down at the one at one point. Otherwise, he, you know, might have saved his day with a touchdown. Jamal Williams ended up with an okay game. He did get a touchdown. So, um, you know, the Lions just won this with defense which is crazy doesn't even make sense because they don't have one three interceptions says otherwise yeah uh, yeah. two of them in the end zone or two of them yeah two in the end zone yeah and it's
1: the was it the first time in rogers career he had thrown two red zone picks
0: first time in his career he threw two red zone picks it's the second time in his career that his team has lost three games in a row so they're not looking good
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. These Packers don't look like they're going to make the playoffs and they, I mean, the Vikings are going to win this division, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much walking away with it It right now. It feels like
1: it. It doesn't feel like they have much competition and maybe this is the best news for the bears. Do they have a hope for the future?
0: I don't think they're looking at um, a playoff berth this year. No, I don't mean this year, But, but yeah. The yeah. Packers are going to fall apart. The Lions are gritty, but they're man. still bad.
1: They're they're struggling. I think more than more than I thought they would, and more than they should for the draft capital they've had these last few years. Yeah,
0: they have talent there. They just can't. Some of these guys are fun together. to watch, man. They are. Aiden Hutchinson gets it done. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they got pieces. It doesn't. Uh, it it'll it'll. Come together, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it takes a different coach or something. So, yeah. you know, I hope they figure it out. I like a lot of these guys. With Lions they're they're a fun squad. All right, let's move on to another absolutely terrible game. Raiders lose to the Jags, twenty to twenty-seven. Fall to two and five. Jags are two and six. Is that right? Um, no, they're three and five. Jags are three and five. Raiders are two and five. Uh Raiders blow a seventeen point lead. It's the third time this year. We've blown a seventeen point lead. Scored zero points in the second half. Both of these teams are bad. But ETN showed out for this game like Brandon thought. Brandon and called that one. Brandon called that one again. He's he's calling him with the ETN and uh he was, you know, it sucks to say, but I mean only kind of. He was right. I'm glad he was right on, <laughs> on this show. There you go. You know, so, uh, just, uh, I wish that I had also been right. I was wrong about so much this week that I was, like, kind of jealous that Brandon got one of his bold takes right with the two (laughs) two touchdowns of ETN. Yeah. Like, dang, you know. I I felt like that one was almost a guarantee against this terrible Raiders defense. That was what kind of made me feel better, is I was like, I mean, we all kind of thought that would happen. Yeah. So... And it did, boy. Oh boy, is yeah, very nice game. Devontae Adams was killing it in the first half, and then kind of, you know, the whole Raiders team did nothing in the second half, really. So it was uh yeah. I don't know what's going on in the locker room at
1: halftime, but it's not helping. We can just stay on the field for that time if if,
0: <laughs> if we want to, right? right? Just don't go to the locker room. Just don't just go to the jog locker room. around on the side. <laughs> stay, stay, uh, warmed stay up. Stay warm. Out there. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Any big fantasy takeaways. I mean, Josh Jacobs didn't have a very good game. It was all right. Uh Adams was huge. So uh my
1: takeaway is that like you can't you can't start Hunter Renfro at all. He's probably droppable. Probably. Um I think you know, some people are rostering Mac Hollins too. I don't know if he's worth rostering either. These Raiders' weapons are not good. Uh Devontae Adams is good i I think hunter renfer is a good receiver it's just not whatever mcdaniels has written up for him is not working so
0: i agree i think it's adams and jacobs and you you walk from there yeah
1: i mean even when hopefully waller will get healthy and this things can start clicking for him but we don't know that yet either so
0: it's kind of the same on the jag side it's etn and christian kirk yeah for sure uh, Evan Ingram, I guess, is kind of playable there, and if Waller ever gets he healthy, he will week. probably be playable for the Raiders. But that's just because the tight end landscape is awful. So yeah, uh, let's move on. Colts they got smashed by the Patriots. Trounced. mostly defensive game. The Patriots didn't do all that much on offense, but Ramondre had a nice game. The uh, it was twenty six to three. Colts fall to three five and one. The Patriots move to five and four. So Colts fired their coach after this game. Yeah. They're shut out pretty much the whole game. Eventually kicked a field goal to not get shut out, which is the cowardly thing to do. Coward, which is probably why they fired Frank, Reich. (laughs) Deion Jackson got hurt, but he did return to the game. So he did have a disappointing week. I know a lot of people thought, you know, filling in with Jonathan Taylor out and after the, the trade of Naeem Hines that he could have another big week. And wasn't able to get it done, but missing part of the game doesn't help that. So
1: yeah, now, like we said, I mean the Patriots had nine sacks in this game; they were just absolutely all over Ellinger, and it, it was terrible.
0: Running backs are tough to come by. I would probably still be willing to start Deion Jackson next week if uh, if Jonathan Taylor's still not playing. Yeah, you don't play the Pats every week, so for sure moving on to a very very exciting matchup over in the AFC East Bills at Jets Bills lose 17 to 20 they're 6 and 2 the Jets are now 6 and 3 just a half game back man James Robinson and Michael Carter both score in this game yeah man and then
1: Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson still got it done too they were able to get the W despite only scoring 20 points on offense um The story is the defense, dude.
0: It has to be. Sauce Gardner was covering these wide receivers. He's sticky. They were covered in sauce. And they got
1: two picks in this game. One of them in absolute crunch time by Sauce Gardner.
0: Yes. And DJ Reed was fantastic as well, as we mentioned. So that secondary is really doing their job. And so is the D line. So yeah. they've stepped up huge. They're, it's a tough team to run on. Not that the Bills run the ball anyways, but it's a tough team to run on. <laughs> it's a uh, a tough team to pass on. They've really got the whole package there in that uh, in that defense. And the so, young. Yeah, I, I like this team. They're kind of exciting to watch. You know, the uh, it's Who, do you think they're a
1: playoff team? Probably. I think so, too. Six and three. And looking looking really good. Just beat. I mean, obviously, it's a division of the game. So, you know, crazier things have happened than beating a team with a better record than you that's in your own division. But, hey, man, they're, they're one game behind, and now the Bills have lost two in division.
0: Yeah, we probably see three teams from the AFC East and three teams from the NFC East. Gross. Very. So much for Best Coast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe next year uh any other big takeaways from bills and jets nah who wins that division Uh, i think the bills i think so too but they're all close man they're all such good teams
1: i didn't think that the that the jets would be this good i thought they were doing it right and that they were a couple years away from being in the playoffs probably every year it might start right now
0: the afc east is what people thought the afc west would be yeah what was defense? But yeah, what with defense. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vikings commanders. Vikings win 20 to 17. Uh, it was a kind of a gritty game. They targeted TJ Hawkinson nine times. He is going to be heavily involved in this Vikings offense, his new home here in Minnesota. So, yep. How are you feeling about TJ Hawkinson? Where where do you think he's gonna finish? Like rest of season, obviously he's not gonna be Kelsey, and if Andrews comes back, he's gonna be behind him. Is there how many he's other names by. are there you'd want ahead of Hawkinson? Like Ertz? Um, it's it's close. I think I'm right there with Ertz. Uh, I I think Goddard has
1: a higher ceiling. Okay, uh, but I I would take any of those three guys: Ertz, Hawkinson got i'm really happy i have them as my tight end it's gonna be more good games than bad games kittle i'm a little worried about i i think all three of those guys could finish over kittle this this year there are too many
0: mouths to feed in san francisco it's possible kittle's looked good the last few weeks and he did come back from injury it took him a little while so i think kittle's interesting i'd Probably rather have Kittle than those guys just because I think his ceiling is a lot higher. But that's that's yeah, I I think Ben Hawkins team seven and
1: one looking like one of the best teams in the league. And maybe you know, I mean, them and the Eagles look like probably the two best teams in the NFC to me. So, uh, yeah, crazier things could happen if you ask me than those two teams putting up you know top five tight ends and
0: for sure. For sure. Uh, and congratulations to Adam Thielen. 500 career receptions is a nice mark. So I wanted to mention that. Um, any be- any other big takeaways from this? I mean, we had uh, you know good games from Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson had a huge game, which we mentioned. Uh, uh, just this Commanders running game is concerning.
1: I-, I don't know what to think about Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson going forward.
0: Yeah, Brian Robinson had a really bad game. Gibson wasn't much better. Uh, he, you know, we they didn't have McKissick for this game. We thought it would be a nice floor for Gibson because he should get the passing work, and that just still wasn't there. Vikings defense has been pretty good this year, though. So yeah. I think it's possible that you could chalk it up to that. If that's the case, it's something to watch going forward. Uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, 31-21. The Seahawks take this one. They move to 6-3. and three. Cardinals fall to three and six. And that's potentially, I think, where we could see another, uh, the next coaching change, but I don't know. That was honestly, I thought he would get fired before uh, Reich did. So they, this was... they gave him an extension, though, so I don't know how likely that is, but it's possible. They're not looking good there in Arizona. No. Uh, Connor took his job back in the backfield. So, but he didn't get much done. Uh, all of his all of his points really came on five of of five targets. Got five receptions and didn't do much with them. The yardage wasn't really there, but this catching five just, passes will, will help you. They didn't look good all game. No, uh, Rondale Moore, he looked good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught a touchdown and he looked pretty good. He didn't have the volume that he did the last game, but. Uh, you know, had an okay game, and obviously he was kind of the focal point of the Seahawks defense, which has looked pretty dang good. But Rondale Moore's in my lineups going forward. He, I think, he had ten targets in this game. Yeah, we uh, we've been kind of talking about uh, since the move, getting him
1: into the slot. Um, it really opens up opportunity for him, plays to his strengths, and it looks like Kyler is able to find him a little bit easier too. So it's working out
0: yeah he's had eight or ten targets in uh four of his last five games nice so yeah very nice that's uh these last two especially have been really nice uh 92 yards and 69 yards this week so uh, i like rondale more i think he's a, a pretty interesting guy that you can flex most weeks and feel pretty confident in like you're at least going to see some target volume. He's not gonna. He's probably not going to blank you anymore. Like it took him some time to come on, and he's kind of the model for why I think you still, you know, in dynasty have some hope for like a like uh, a Sky Moore, Sky Moore, a Christian Watson, or some of these guys sure. who haven't quite flashed yet. Now a lot of these guys just need to get healthy. You know, Jahan Dotson flashed early, and he's been injured ever since, and that's a bummer. So hopefully these guys can come back because yep. i like to see these new guys. Um, All right. That was Seahawks Cardinals. Rams- who? Oh. oh, I wanted to ask you, who do you think wins this division? Seahawks or Niners? Seahawks. You do? Okay. Interesting. I think the Niners could come back and take it, but it's really close for me. So that's why I wanted to know. I was going to ask Brandon, too. I might ask him next next uh next next episode. Yeah, I, that's the word I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> I like what the Seahawks have going on right now. It looks like they know the way that they win games, and they're able to control the the script and make it happen. So there's nothing slowing down Kenneth Ken Walker the third. He looks like one of the top running backs in the league. Um, their defense looks like they're getting it done there's much kind of similar to the jets man they have young guys who are just turning it on and making you know making it tough for qbs to do anything over the top and then you have to struggle and grind to make it you know to to get points against this team and it makes you tired and it makes you not be able to put up with them later in the game when they're just shoving the ball down your throat with ken walker the third yeah
0: yeah they're they're tough. They're tough right now. It's very surprising, to but me, it's props just to Geno gonna keep Smith going. And
1: props to Pete Carroll. It's all all just a testament to those guys' hard work and um,
0: they put it together and a nice draft. They've had some good contribution yeah. from the rookies they added. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Let's talk about Rams Bucks. Yeah, you want to hit that boring drop. This is that like one. 13 16, man. It's not not very exciting. These offenses are really bad. The Buccaneers managed to pull it out at the very end. Tom Brady threw a touchdown to Kate Otten, who's really the only one there who performed. It was like the only drive where they
1: even did anything. Yeah. It was crazy. And it took them like twenty-two seconds or whatever. I don't remember what it exactly was. But then afterwards, even Tom Brady in the interview, he's like, that was crazy. Yeah, that was so
0: crazy. (laughs) The QBs have been terrible for both these teams. The O lines have been even worse. So, are Bucks
1: first in this division now?
0: Yes, yes, they are. With the loss for the Falcons and their victory, that's that's a a first place for the Buccaneers. Who wins this division? Bucks.
1: Yeah, you're probably right, but I don't think it's by much, and I don't think it's easily.
0: No, it's going to be a grind because they're not very good. Cooper Cup's the only player between these two teams that's consistent for fantasy at all. Wow. Yeah, I mean Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. There's no running back you can start for the Rams, but like, yeah, it, it, you know, even the tight ends like Higby was he started out pretty good on the season, but he's he's been down for the last several weeks. Uh, Kate Otten, I think Kate Otten's a guy you can continue to start, but. But then you look at the
1: QBs, too. So I mean, the upside. Tom Brady.
0: Like, like, how's he going to have... He's not going to have a two-touchdown game no, if, yeah. if they score 16 points is all on, on the week. So there's not a ton of upside there. It's just you're hoping he's the one that catches the one Tom Brady touchdown pass, yeah. and that's the ceiling. I really think that both
1: of these teams feel like they are relying on superstars to make a play over and over and over again, because that's all that they've got. Everybody that's not a superstar is not doing anything. Yeah. (laughs) And and then, you know, and then it becomes a game of stop one or two people or run away from Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? Like it's predictable at some point.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah. So bucks win this game, but it didn't feel like it. Um, it felt it was, like we all lost. Yeah, it was ugly. And... and and it's extra ugly because it was one of only two afternoon games on, and so I had to actually spend a lot of time watching that that game and and being disappointed. Yeah, we at least the Seahawks Cardinals was kind of good. It's called Red Zone, and there was none of that no it was all it was the punt zone all right sunday night football this was exciting even though it was a little low scoring chiefs defeat the titans 20 to 17 titans came out and smacked him in the face early derrick henry was smashing it down their throats and the chiefs managed to come back with those uh you know 63 pass attempts for pat mahomes so yeah and the and the rushes he got it done with his legs too he did there is not a single Chiefs running back that can be trusted. Nope. And it doesn't matter. Nope. They're going to win anyways. They don't need to run the ball. That they don't correct. believe in it. They've decided to take on the Bills philosophy of what's a running back. It also you seems mean a like quarterback?
1: Their defense plays uh, kind of however they need to. So this Chiefs team, you know, if they're going to score 35 points, they'll probably give up 25 points or more. You know, but it doesn't seem like they're blowing out anybody, but they can keep teams to to a low scoring game if they need to. So the you know, I thought the Titans were gonna win this game at one point and then man, it went into overtime. We were rooting and for they the Titans. Just got crushed in overtime and it <sighs> felt like such a disappointment.
0: As soon as I knew it was going to overtime, I knew the Chiefs were gonna win. Because there's no way that the Titans, you know, like, there, okay, there was one way the Titans were going to win in overtime. It was if they got the ball first and they could just hand it to Derrick Henry and hand it to Derrick Henry and hand it to Derrick Henry and, Derrick Henry and keep getting six yards. Yeah, that would have been that, nice. That didn't happen. So that know, was they it. They lost the coin flip. Chief Swan,
1: You could tell right there. Chris Jones yeah. knew that they had just won that yeah, game.
0: <laughs> that was That was it. That was all she wrote. Uh, we forgot to put it on the dock, but let's talk about Monday Night Football. Baltimore twenty-seven, New Orleans thirteen. Baltimore goes to five and three, and the Saints fall to three and five. Uh, not a very impressive game for Lamar Jackson, which I guess it's kind of to be expected. This Saints defense is good. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking too.
1: Um, Isaiah Likely scored a touchdown again.
0: Yeah, Lamar ran 11 times for 82 yards, which is nice, so he did give you a little bit of that floor, but he only threw one touchdown, didn't have a rushing touchdown, he had a fumble, so that slowed him down a little bit, but Kenyon Drake was the big story in this game, 24 carries, 93 yards, and two touchdowns, like we mentioned earlier, so they really just, they got it done on the ground, they had a game plan, they knew that even without Mark Andrews and without Rashad Bateman and these guys, they're still going to be able to run the ball. So they did. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, um, I, I mentioned that I beat Ritter by two. He played Devin Duvernay, who got one catch for five yards, scored one point, and if he'd have gotten three points, we would have tied. So he was... You know, right wow. there, but there's just there's no passing volume for this uh, Baltimore team. Isaiah likely caught the touchdown on one reception for 24 yards, <laughs> so it, it it's really not there. Uh, Tucker had a bigger game than any pass catcher. That is brutal. Uh, how many teams are like this this year?
1: It's the Falcons. It's the Ravens. It quite a few. It's the Bears. The Jets. Jeez, dude.
0: A lot of times, there's been, a, there's been some good Garrett Wilson weeks and stuff, but the Jets, their running backs, are the only ones that score for the most part. Man. It's a lot and of then teams those that teams, just you can't, want touch, to run you can't the ball. touch a
1: running back. So,
0: the Bills, it's, the a new, it's a new NFL, guys. It's very
1: strange. I think it, you got to know oof, these teams, these players, and these coaches better than probably ever to be able to know what's happening. So, pay attention
0: to the best coast, guys. yes Uh, I think that's all we've got for you guys tonight it's super late Uh, we're glad we could get this out though and thanks for listening to us we really appreciate you guys please like and subscribe and leave us a review and then more importantly than that, hit us up on Twitter. Like, let us know what you think of the show. Let us know things you think we can improve on. Let us know how bad our takes are or how good our takes are or whatever. Just hit me
1: with a start, sit.
0: Yeah, ask. Yeah, we're, we're happy to answer start, sit questions. So uh, I am at BCFF underscore Jordan. I am at BCFF Josh. And you can find Brandon at BCFF underscore Brandon and our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. Thanks again, guys.